And as we come to think about this word of God, let's have a brief prayer. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would speak to us this morning and that Jesus, the light of the world, would shine in this very building now by the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Well, we're going to think about that this morning um, in three parts, and uh, our talk is in three parts, and now we're going to have part one. So, we're going to get... (laughs) Boys, you're early. You're not until part three. Okay, just go back and sit down. Thank you. Sorry about that. They're very keen, but... Right, I'll be back. Uh, Yeah, anyway, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Part one. I know what we'll do. Why don't we hit all the lights out? Could someone, perhaps um, one of the church wardens or someone who knows where the lights are, there goes Tom, he's going to turn the lights out. Children, if you'd like to come to the front, do. You come and just sit along here at the front, and I am going to uh, get my box up and running, because it can help us to understand about what Jesus said and what he meant when he said, I am the light of the world. This is what is now, there we are, let's get the lights out. <clears throat> that box, uh, you can see it, it's just radiating light. I don't know why I did that, but it felt good. <laughs> this box is radiating light, and it helps us to understand, well, because what, what kind of light? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Does anyone want to come and discover what kind of light this is? Here, I want a volunteer to come and discover. Yeah, come and discover, Alicia, come and, di- come and get the, can you come and get the first thing here? There you go, you take the yellow bit. What does that say? Can you read what that says? The light of presence. God's presence. The light of God. When Jesus said, thank you, Alicia, you can sit down, Alicia. When, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, what he meant was he was meant, I am full of God's presence. The light of God's presence. Because when God is present with us, in the Bible, whenever God's present, there's wonderful light. Okay. Let's have another volunteer, somebody else to come and find us. Oh, 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 I must be doing well. Do you want to come and have a, you come and, come and get the next one. The light, the light of God's presence, that's partly what Jesus meant. What else? Let's have the orange one. Um, uh, hang on a minute. Wait a moment. There we are. Okay, you pull that out. What does that say? We've already had that. God's grace, which is Eva's middle name, actually. God's grace. Because in the Bible, you can sit down, thank you. In the Bible, light doesn't just mean God's being present. It means God being present to give us what we don't deserve, to bless us and love us and open his arms to us in great love. That's what God's grace is all about. The love that we don't deserve at all, but which he loves to give to us anyway. The light of God's grace. All in Jesus um, what else have we got? Who's coming up next? Who's going to come up next? Yeah, yeah, come on. Here we are. You grab the... There's a blue one there. I wonder what that says. There you go. You pull that out. What's that say? God's wisdom. God's wisdom. 
you know Jesus, and, well, in that case, if you know you know God's mind, about. Okay, God's ways. We've had God's presence, God's grace. There's one more, one more to come. Come on, then. Um, Joey, you come out. God's, what's this? The light of God's, God's, God's joy. The light of God's joy. That's right. Yeah, that's a funny pronunciation. <laughs> well done. The light of God's joy. Because that's what light, there's a reason why people who live in countries where it's dark for months of the year get miserable. Because it, the darkness makes us miserable, but the light full of joy. So Jesus says, I am the light of the world. What he means is, he says, I, he doesn't just say, I know all about, or I point to, or I can tell you about. He says, I am the light of God's joy, God's presence, God's wisdom, and God's grace. He says, it's me. I am God's presence, God's grace, God's wisdom, God's joy. It's me. Extraordinary thing to say, isn't it? You know what? It's not that Jesus glowed. Do any of you remember the Ready Breck man? Some of you will remember the Ready Man from the Ready Breck adverts who used to glow. It's not like it's not. It's not he, 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 you look he contained, he exuded God's light because he is God's joy and God's wisdom among us. He is it. Jesus said, light of the world. People get very surprised by that sometimes because they think the light of the world, well, wouldn't that be a philosophy or something to get? No, it's a person. Jesus, the light of the world. You've got to ask a question. No, that is a really interesting question. The question was, do I think God is the sun, like, like the sun that shines in the sky? That is such an interesting question because when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he actually was kind of talking about the sun. What he really meant was, he said, you know the sun that gives you light? He goes, well, that's not really the light of the world. I know you think it is, but it isn't really. I am the light of the world. I am the one who needs more than the sun. God, God made the sun. The sun is not... When Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, he said, the sun, it's a part-timer. Me, I am the light of the world. And you need me much more than you need the sun. Have you got your hand? Your friend's called Grace. What a lovely name, just like Eva's name is Grace. Brilliant. Right, we're going to sing a song now, because this talks in it's three parts, so we're going to have a little, little break before the next part. We're going to sing Light of the World. You step down into darkness. It's a beautiful song song. So children, go and sit down and I'll get you up again in a minute. You're very welcome to do so. And um, so uh, now we are ready for part two. Part two of our talk. And um, we are going to get on with... Um, our You're here for part three. Later.
good. It's nice that you're keen. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It's interesting because when he says that, what he assumes is that we're in darkness without him. Now, for understandable reasons, a lot of us don't like that because we think, you can't say that, I'm not in darkness. Jesus says, actually, you are because, and I am as well, it's not you, it's us, all of us, we're all in darkness. Because do we really have in ourselves the light and the presence and the joy of God? No, far from it, very far from it. And I know the thing is that in life we can go through life with lots of things like our our family, good things, our families, our careers or whatever, our our, our, our positive relationships, perhaps the, 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 the wealth that we've been able to build up, whatever it is. And these things are like little lights in our life and they make us think, oh, I've got light. But then the problem is that the darkness death, the threat of it hangs over the entirety of our lives. That's just the reality that we live in. We don't acknowledge it very often, but it's true. And so actually, we do live in the darkness. That's not even to mention the darkness within us, selfishness, the, uh, the, 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 the deception, the layers of complexity that just amass on our hearts and minds, making our hearts really, frankly, as though they were in a deep, dark cave. That's actually, according to Jesus, <laughs> the state that we live in. But he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In other words, Jesus says, I can sort out your darkness. Right. Anybody can say that, though, can't they? I could stand up here and I could say this morning, I could say, look, don't worry, everybody. I, Tom Parsons, am the light of the world. You don't believe me. (laughs) That's hurtful. No, You're absolutely right. If I got up here and I said, I am the light of the world, then there's actually not a lot I can do to convince you that I really am. But with Jesus, it's very different. We read a story very soon after Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Sarah read it to us a moment ago. of Jesus healing a man who had been born blind. This man was beyond the reach of even the wonders of modern eye surgery. He, he was, this man was, he, he had never seen anything. We don't know what exactly had, had, had caused this congenitally in him, but there was a, a, a total physical darkness, total physical darkness, which, of course, is just a symbol of, as, of our, our spiritual darkness, our real heart darkness. I wonder what Jesus can do about it. Well, um, let's have a, bl- who's going to be our blind beggar? Whoever is going to be our blind beggar must not suffer with sensitive skin. Because what did Jesus do to... Um, to, to, to did anyone listen to the story? How did, what did he actually do? That to, what did he put on the man's face? Do you remember what he put on his face? Mud. Do you want some mud on your face? You don't care. Come on then, I've got some mud. Here we are. This is a special source of mud that actually, apparently, according to the writing on the back, will revitalize your skin for that ultimate bliss. (laughs) So there you go. This is is special mud. Well, I suggest that you put your eyes closed because you don't want the mud on your actual eyeballs. There is an eye surgeon in the house, but he doesn't have any of the equipment with him. So, (laughs) What did you say? 
Y yes, exactly. That's why, we, that's why we needed the towel. That's why we didn't want Eva to whip off with the towel. Right, so you can come and sit over there because you're, you are a completely blind man and you're begging by the side of the road. Jesus, it's interesting, the man doesn't even ask Jesus to do it. Jesus just arrives. See, the disciples decide to have a bit of philosophical speculation over this man's state of blindness, which is actually very cruel and uncaring of them, as most such discussions are. And um, instead, Jesus, the light of the world... He goes up to this man, and he applies some mud. I've never used this stuff before, by the way. So, so some of you may have done. Um, how much does one put on? I don't know. A sprinkle. The thing is that mud doesn't sprinkle. I think that's probably why Jesus spat on the ground to make the mud, is because it was all to do with the dust and recreation and all this sort of thing. It was the symbolism. But dust wouldn't have stuck. So, oh, look, hang on. What is going on here? I'm having all sorts of problems here. Opening this mud. Uh, oh, here we go. But it, well, that's not mud colour. I was expecting mud colour. This is green. <laughs> right. What's your name? William. William. Oh, right. I've got a William as well. Right. Shut your eyes, William. So Jesus comes to the man. Oh, oh, move your hands because I need to put this on. <laughs> there we are. Stand up so everybody can see you. You can't see them. Jesus said to the man... Said, don't worry, I won't leave. He said to the man, he said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And, uh, I can't see it. Well, I know you couldn't, nor could the man. That was the problem. <laughs> so she's, but somehow, oh, I've got you, I've got you. Here we go. Don't worry, take, oh, I should have told you about the step. Right, there's the water. Right, I'm going to get this and I'm going to wash it off. Are you ready? You've got such a nice jacket on. I don't want to get your, um... is this stuff water soluble? Presumably. Oh, look at this. Are you right? You got I your think, eyes cut. I think we we I think we can wipe it off now. You think we can wipe it off now? I'm not convinced we completely can yet. Hang on, shut your eyes again. By the way, I hope your parents don't mind me doing this. Have you have we got consent? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a man who could plausibly be your father is putting his thumb up in the air. I assume he's probably your dad. Right. There we are. So I'm afraid there's still a bit on, but the, the, the great thing is yeah. that it will lead you into that ultimate sense of bliss, because it said so on the packet. <laughs> so here we are. William, don't run off. So the man who was blind, Jesus, has, well, Jesus has effectively recreated this man's eyes. We are talking about something that only the creator could do. But then that's not surprising if Jesus is the light of the world. If Jesus is God's presence, God's wisdom, God's glory, God's work, God's very self in human form, then it's not at all surprising that this is what he could do. What he's doing is he's demonstrating that he really is the light of the world. And that this formerly blind man is now able to walk around his eyes Light, following Jesus, seeing. That's what Jesus can do, because he really is the light of the world. So in part one, we thought about the claim, I am the light of the world, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In the second part, we thought about the proof, so heals the man. In part three, we'll think about something else. But you <laughs> First try, first try. You got it right third time. Right, we have here 
two people who have very different relationships with the light. We've got here our burglar. Do burglars like the light? Mm, not really. When the police helicopter comes over them shining its light, they try and keep out of its way. They try and be done by daytime, by daylight, because they work in the night. Whereas the sunbather, the sunbather loves the light, can't get enough of it. Give me more light. It's really interesting. What happened when Jesus healed that man? You would have thought to yourself, you would have thought, oh, isn't this wonderful? Jesus, the light of the world, has proved that he's the light of the world. He's given this blind man sight. Won't everybody be overjoyed? Mm, not so much. In fact, lots of people were really, really angry about it. They didn't want the light of the world. Interestingly, they were the religious people. They were people like me, the people with the dog collars on, who were the religious people, because they tended to think, well, we're all right. We all, we've already got the light. We know the light. And Jesus comes along and says, no, you don't. I'm the light. They didn't like it. And so their hearts, they became harder they were a little bit like, have you ever lifted up a stone? Have you ever lifted, if you lift up a stone in the garden, a big stone, there were those little insects, they're called earwigs. They scurry away as fast as they can to get away from the light. They don't like it. Worms don't like it much either, do they? But moths, moths are very different. Moths love the light. Moths, as soon as they see the light, they fly to the light. And so the blind man, the, where's William, where's he gone? There he was, the man who had, who had once been blind, he was like the moth. Because he was, there was Jesus, he found Jesus, he found him, he went to find him at the, after all of this. He found him and he said to Jesus, basically, I, he, he worshipped him, Jesus, you are the light. Whereas all the, lots of the others, they were like, we don't like it. We don't like Jesus being the light of the world and we won't have him. In other words, some were a little bit like the sunbather. That was the, that was the, the, the one who once been blind. He was like the sunbather, saying, give me more light from Jesus. But lots of them were like the burglar. We don't want the light. Keep us out of the light. We don't want the light. That is what goes on in people's hearts when they hear that Jesus is the light of the world. And the interesting thing is, it's happening now. It's happening in this church. Let me tell you a story about a baptism, just briefly, years ago, not in this church, in a previous church I used to work at. It was a baptism, and the family, there were lots of people in the family who were not committed believers at all, and um, it's just the way it was, fine. And at the lunch afterwards, they were ta I, I talked about how some people are like moths and some people are like um, earwigs. Some people love the light, others run from it. And they, they were talking about it. And, um, and they were all going, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> you get used to that as a preacher. What a load of rubbish, irrelevant. Impossible, how could that one man who lived 2,000 years ago be the light of the world who I need? What a load of rubbish. And that was, that was a, there was a sort of a hardening going on. But then the mum, the baptism mum, spoke up. She'd never spoken anything like this before. She said, do you know what? I think I might be a moth. And all her friends' jaws dropped. She said, what? You mean you... She said, yes, I think it might be true. And sure enough, started flying towards the light for Jesus and discovered the light of the world. What's going on in you? I don't know what's going on in you, but something will be going on. You'll either be thinking, oh, it's rubbish, I'm hardening up to this, I'm shutting this down. That, that, that does, that, that course that happens, lots of people do that. You might be thinking, oh, if this is true, 
If God's presence, God's grace, God's wisdom, God's joy is available in Jesus Christ for me, I want it. Well, you can have it. Anybody, anyone can have it. It's great news. It's the best news. But there is this reaction. This isn't between me and you. This is between you and me and Jesus. What's going on between you and him? I don't know. I can't read it. All I know is that there are layers of darkness in my own heart. The days of deception, complexity, and, and, and um, all the rest of it in my own heart. And I know that I have to keep on consciously turning to Jesus, the light. Because he alone is the light. It's not in there. It's not in there. It's in him. So where are you? Are you going to take your first tentative step to follow the light of the world? You're going to take your first tentative step? Or maybe you're just going to take, maybe it's another step on the long journey. You've already been on a discipleship with Jesus. I don't know. But Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. All I can do this morning is testify to you that that is true and urge you to listen and to follow the light of the world. Let's have a little prayer as we come to the end and perhaps Louisa will go and get herself on the organ ready for our last hymn, the great hymn by John Wesley, um, And Can It Be That I Should Gain. But just a brief prayer as we close. Lord Jesus, the light of the world, whatever's going on in the hearts of each person here, child, adult, we pray that every single one of us here would find the light of life in Jesus Christ, the light of the world, sooner or later, in the name of Jesus. Amen.